Hey everybody, it's Dr. Nicole Bonner with Taproot Conversations. And this is Dr. John D'Ambrosio, and we have an awesome guest today, Dr. Cliff Tao, and he has a specialty and a background that I think is going to be of huge value to you guys. So let's toss it off to Cliff. Tell us a little bit about yourself. How did you get into chiropractic school? Oh, yeah. Uh, thanks, John. Thanks, Nicole, for having me. Uh, chiropractic school was came about because, uh, well, I don't know if you guys are like this, but it's because a bunch of my friends were going to chiropractic school. Uh, I, I went to... Uh, undergrad uh, for kinesiology because I, I like the human body and how it worked, you know, muscles, bones, and all that stuff. And I, I really didn't know what I was going to do. I, I mean, I guess I, I wanted to be, my dad is a, is a medical radiologist, uh, retired now. And I thought, well, maybe I could do medicine uh, or physical therapy, you know, something with the human body. But I, I don't think I did that great. Well, I know I did not do that great in college. And so it was like, oh, medicine is kind of, you know, off the books. And uh, I did apply to PT school, but a bunch of my friends were going to chiropractic school and I had no idea what chiropractic was uh, other than uh, I was heavy, heavily into cycling, road cycling at the time. And so I, you know, would read magazines and all this stuff. And there's this chiropractor that was, a monthly columnist in the bicycling magazine and uh trying to think uh, his name is uh, jeff spencer so, so i think he's pretty famous you know he uh, he was like the chiropractor for a number of tour de france cycling teams and another you know world famous cycling teams and and he just he knew everything you know not just about spine and i, I you know my perception of chiropractic was just that it was spine related but he knew biomechanics you know how to fit a bike all sorts of things that were seemingly uh, to me unrelated to the spine and and everything was about the human body and biomechanics which i liked anatomy and so so he's him and you know i guess my dad and then my own interest in the human body i think is what kind of spurred me to apply to chiropractic school, but I, I hadn't even seen a chiropractor uh, at that point. So, um, and I thought I was just going to be, well, not just, but, you know, I was thinking of being a sports chiropractor at the time. And so that changed a little bit later as I went through school and, and all that stuff, but that's how I got into chiro school. Nice. So, so Cliff, did you go into chiropractic school never being adjusted before? Yeah, you know, actually, I, I think now that I think about it, I, I think I only went to a chiropractor because I thought I had to in order to apply to chiropractic school. And then I, I just went to some random chiropractor in my college town and uh, actually, I, I didn't like it. I just thought, oh, oh, he's just someone that's just, I don't know, not so great or something. But I still had, you know, I liked the chiropractic uh, philosophy, although I didn't know what the philosophy was at the time. Just philosophy in, in terms of self-healing and using your body to heal, less reliance on drugs and surgery and stuff like that. That's what I liked. I, I just, you know, well, plus at the time I was in college, I couldn't afford to go to chiropractors because I I didn't have insurance. I didn't have money. So 
Um, and then I didn't want to tell the chiropractor I was only seeing them to go to chiropractic school too. So, cause I, I didn't want to make it kind of an awkward situation. So, so yeah, I, I think I did see one guy and, and I got adjusted and, but I didn't have, I just went, you know, I didn't have pain or anything. So, uh, you know, and I, I guess I felt better, but it was, it wasn't, you know, a big, uh, shocker or something that, you know, knocked your socks off kind of a, kind of an experience. Wow. I, I remember the first time I ever got adjusted. John, do you remember the first time you were adjusted? I do. When Absolutely. I got adjusted, it was like fireworks went off in my body. Oh, yeah. yeah. Same thing. I, I just got up and I felt like uh, everything was vibrating almost. It was kind of cool. I know. I think oh. it was the first time I felt my arms and like, I remember energy like flowing through my arms and the chiropractor. I was like, oh my God, I feel like my hands. And the chiropractor was like, because you know, it's, it was Anita. And she goes, oh. Uh, well, that's the innate intelligence flowing through your body. You know, it was awesome. <laughs> so um, let's see, we have a lot of questions for you. So first of all, where did you go to school and when did you graduate? Chiropractic school? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I went to National and in Chicago <laughs> and I graduated in 2000, August oh, me too. 2000. Oh, how about that? <laughs> You're Wait, but not at National, right? No, I went to okay. Parker. Okay. Because <laughs> I'm like, I would have remembered you. <laughs> so no, what made Parker. you pick National? You know, because all my friends were going there. Okay. I literally did no research on, of, of where I was going. <laughs> I, I had heard of, of life. I had heard of uh, CMCC because I was, uh, I'm Canadian. I, I went to school uh, in Canada. And uh, so I applied to CMCC and national and that was it and there's there's no okay. way i was going to get into cmcc they they flat out denied me so okay. uh so that's how i ended up at national and why did all your friends pick national what made them no. pick that sort of that location or that school versus somewhere really warm or somewhere you know you know i think i don't know because i i never asked i just took their blind recommendation they're like oh we're okay. all going to national you know come join us i'm like okay yeah, uh, you know, I, <laughs> I was not into researching things back then, uh, but I, I think it's because they, it wasn't that far from uh, where we were going to college. It was, uh, well, now it seems like far. It was like a nine hour drive. Uh, okay. I would never do that now, but uh, it was like, oh, okay, it's not too far. You can drive there. Uh, you know, weather wasn't a big deal because you know, to us, <laughs> you know, we, we had never experienced nice weather before being in, you know, Southern Ontario, Canada. So Chicago was, was similar weather. It's like, oh, okay, no big deal. Uh, but also at the time they took the Canadian dollar at par. So it was like getting like a 20% off discount on your oh, tuition. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was great. That helps. <laughs> Yeah. And we had, I think our college, uh, where I went to college, there was a number of students down there already that I knew. And okay. so it was nice just to, you know, have a, a bit of a community down there already. That's great. And how would you then describe your experience there, your education there, um, philosophy or lack thereof? I mean, I don't really know anything about national at that time frame. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, you know, I had, before I went to chiropractic school, you know, there are these things called, uh, what were they called? Lists or do you remember those? They're called, uh, 
like email lists or something like this was like before, you know, the web. Okay. <laughs> and uh, so I would, and I think that's like kind of how I, I did my research, you know, so I don't really do research, but you know, on the computer, I, I guess you would call that research too. So you'd, we'd read, I'd read all these through these lists that were chiropractic lists. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I get a, I think a, a pretty good idea of what, what was going on in chiropractic. Like there were all sorts of chiropractors. There were, you know, subluxation based chiropractors, there were sports, uh, there were the, the radiology guys, all, all sorts. And, but still, I had no idea what kind of school, uh, national was. And it was really just because, you know, my friends were going there and I didn't have a, a good idea of chiropractic philosophy. And, and honestly, I still don't have a good idea. Well, I think it's, it's just too big of a topic. I don't know if anyone knows it, you know, to the extent that it really is. Um, so uh, at National, there was yeah, very little or, or even no philosophy. Like uh, at the time, we, well, there's so many different things. So I don't even think we, we said the word subluxation there. And okay. Uh, you know, other than from the, the traditional medical sense in, in being uh, a partial dislocation, but it, I don't know, it, it just, it wasn't really talked about much. And, you know, when we say partial dislocation, it's, it almost has to be obvious too, you know, so it can't be just like, you know, uh, a millimeter or a, de or a degree here on an x-ray, although, you know, you can plainly see it, but, you know, they're like, oh, no, that's not, I'm like, well, we're, <laughs> where's the cutoff? You know, I, I would think that would be a, a subluxation according to our definition, but uh, anyway, so, so there was that. And uh, you know, we didn't, like I said, we didn't get, uh, you know, I don't, we definitely didn't have a course in chiropractic philosophy. I think we got, there was like one course we had where we looked at all sorts of different techniques, you know, that the main okay. technique we did there was, was diversified and flexion distraction. Uh, but then we had one, uh, trimester course where we did uh, like a separate technique every week, kind of, you know, just a, a little real quick intro on, on each technique. And we got into a little bit of philosophy there, but uh, you know, for most people, it was just like, oh, okay, you know, that's something we can learn later. Or it really was, you know, something that I think some people didn't even bother, you know, looking into at all. Mm -hmm. uh, so there's that. And then, but then you would think, you know, there'd be, there'd be some students that could start a club. Like I was interested in radiology. So I started a radiology club, but they even controlled what kind of clubs uh, students could open on campus. So wow. I remember the, uh, yeah, there was no Gonstead club. There's no Thompson club. Well, there were, but they were underground. Like okay. you couldn't meet on campus. You had to meet at some off-campus location or, or in secret, you had to, you know, they had on-campus housing. So you can meet at some guy's uh, house or apartment and kind of do the technique stuff that way. But uh, I think it's changed now uh, for the better. But at the time, yeah, that you could not, AK, yeah, not, even though AK was started by national grad, right? Uh, Goodhart, you know, he mm -hmm. was national. They, they would not allow an AK club on campus, which uh, wow. is pretty crazy. So uh, yeah, like uh, even, um, you know, you know, all the stuff about DD and BJ, you know, we just knew that they were kind of the early pioneers that discover of chiropractic. And, and that's about it. You know, we didn't, we didn't know uh, too much uh, other than that. Mm -hmm. uh, I didn't even know there were upper cervical techniques. Uh, I, I don't know if it's 
because I didn't pay attention or, <laughs> you know, I, I remember when, when I finished and they're like, oh, you know, uh, you know, I met other students and other chiros from other schools and they're like, oh, I, I do upper cervical. And I remember thinking, oh, upper, yeah, you know, I do upper cervical. It's just, you know, the upper cervical spine. Uh, but yeah, I had no idea there's, there's even, you know, named techniques specific to, you know, COC1, C2. Uh, yeah, no idea. So I, I was um, uh, inhibited early on in my day, <laughs> I'd say. I, I know a little bit more now, but uh, it's, it was amazing when I, when I realized how much I was lacking. I mean, we learned other stuff too, like very medically oriented things, like just, you know, doing very medically oriented exams and ruling out real bad stuff. You know, that is, you know, was really good information. It's, you know, well, good and bad, right? It's, it's almost too much information, I'd say. But it's, you know, I think their, their philosophy there was to rule out all the bad stuff so that we can, you know, treat them chiropractically. Uh, but there's like so many bad things you have to rule out. It's, it almost becomes, uh, you know, you know, a stumbling block or, or you know, a uh, well, well, I was going to, how do you say it? A, uh, a barrier is what uh, the word okay. I was looking for. Like there's, there's so many things you have to rule out. Oh, you got to do this test and that test, refer here, refer there. And then, you know, uh, sometimes, you know, not all the time that that can be a, a barrier to, to getting chiropractic. Uh, whereas, you know, so, so I'm kind of, you know, I'm not, super on that end or, or extreme on the other end. I think, you know, one of my friends said this, so, you know, I kind of like his quote. He's, he says he, he always airs on the, you know, the saying is I always err on the side of caution, but uh, you know, he'll say, I always err on the side of adjustment. So, you know, <laughs> I, I think, yeah. you know, <laughs> I like that, you know, it, you know, probably works like 99.9% .9 of the time. And, but I think in that 0.1%, you know, of your patients, you could almost tell them, tell immediately when they're walking in uh, either because they're not walking in they're in a wheelchair or something you know weird and uh, you can tell right away after you know you've been practice uh, I think for at least a few years or something so um, so I think you know I got pretty good education there at national it, just in terms of you know diagnostics and, and medical stuff but you know we didn't get a whole lot of uh, the the true chiropractic stuff at national okay that's interesting yeah, but you know what, John, there's probably um, a ton of students out there right now watching this that really are starting out in the same place Cliff started out, right. you know, like how many kids go to chiropractic school or young people go to chiropractic school and they've never been adjusted before and they have no idea, like some people don't even know, they, they think they go into chiropractic school thinking that chiropractic is a treatment for neck and back pain right? and um, they have no idea that there's even a philosophy or or a principle behind the profession. So um, I think there's there's probably a lot of people watching this right now that really resonates with everything that you said, Cliff, because they've been through they've been through that. But you've come like a long way. Like you do a lot of great things in our profession, and you're you're a DAC bar. So what are you a DAC bar in, and why did you become a DAC bar? Oh, good question. So uh, like I mentioned before, my, my dad is a medical radiologist. So he, uh, well, get this. So he's uh, from Hong Kong. And at the time, so this probably would have been in the 60s or something, you know, he, he went to medical school, uh, well, somewhere in Asia. I don't know if it was Hong Kong or not, but he went to medical school. And then, you know, after medical school, you do a residency. So he did his residency in radiology. 
but at the time you you had to work in Asia. There, there's no other, you couldn't get out of the country. Uh, and then uh, I think near the end of his residency, they're like, oh, you know, there's this, there's this little program where you can, you can practice in other countries. And a lot of people are going to the U S and Canada and the, they think, yeah, you're allowed to practice in Canada, uh, but you have to go to school again. And oh, so no. <laughs> I was like, I was like, wait, what? He's like, yeah, he had to do another seven years. What? I was like, what? Uh, <laughs> I was like and you did that? He's like, yeah, because no one wanted to stick around China or, I mean, <laughs> I'm Chinese, so I'm a little, well, I should be biased, but, you know, people just want to get out. They want to go to Canada. They want to go to U.S., but that was the thing. They, <laughs> so when I asked him how long did he go to school for when I was a kid, he's like 14 years, like after college. I was like, oh. What? So uh, to me at the time, you know, chiropractic school, another three years, not a big deal. Radiology residency, another three years, not a big deal. A fellowship, another year, you know, not a big deal. You know, as long as it was less than 14 years, you know, I think I would <laughs> be okay with it. So, uh, so, so my dad, uh, you know, even though he's a medical radiologist, I, I think he was the more open parent to me. You know, you would think, uh, I don't know if you guys know this, but, you know, Asian parents tend to be, you know, very... Um, hard uh, or uh what's the word like uh, pragmatic uh you know very very practically oriented and so but my dad was more open he, he was more like you know you do you know whatever you want is you know just make sure this is something you enjoy and something you know that makes you happy and it doesn't matter what, what you do uh but my mom was like oh no you got to be a doctor medical doctor or, or you're a lawyer you know not even an engineer you know or you know, or a teacher or something. You no, know, and this is like doctor or lawyer, you know, that's it. So, so I, I kind of, you know, did something in between, you know, I, I found something I liked. I wasn't sure if the profession, you know, was right for me, but um, uh, it turned out it, it was. And then I think my dad and I share that the same uh, mentality or, or characteristic where we, we'd like to analyze things. Um, and so it, it's not that, well, uh, you know, I, so I think it's, it's something that this just helps me uh, in practice uh, looking at x-rays because uh, that's, you know, so that's what I, what I do. You're asking, you know, what, what specialty I'm in. So I'm in radiology. So partly uh, due to my dad, but kind of a little bit due to my mom too. And, uh, but it's something that, uh, I don't know, I, I still find fascinating just finding different things on x-rays mm -hmm. uh, or even, you know, and, not uncommon situation is, well, you know, we get some x-rays from a chiropractor and they say, you know, what is this? So they've already found something, but, you know, my job is to tell them whether it's, it's good or bad. Oh, you know, most of the time it's like, oh, okay, that's no big deal. That's just something we don't see all the time, but it's like a, an artifact or an anatomic variant or something. And, uh, but sometimes it is something bad and I'm like, okay, you know, you don't want, you don't want this, this uh, lady hanging around your office too long. And, you know, they should definitely go somewhere else. They can come back and see you later after they get this ruled out or, or that ruled out just to be sure. Uh, but, uh, you know, right now they should probably be somewhere else. So, so that's what uh, we do here. We, we read uh, mostly x-rays, but, you know, we read almost anything, MRIs, uh, CT scans, and uh, of almost uh, any part of the body. So, uh, we have uh, a number of associates here, including, uh, well, not here, they, they all work uh, remotely. Uh, and we have a couple of medical radiologists that team up with us sometimes when there's something really weird that 
you know, none of us want to read. So we, we give it to them. So, uh, so that's, that's my way in helping, you know, indirectly helping patients by helping chiropractors, you know, with their imaging. Love it. I love yeah. it. And it's so important. Imaging is so important. And so there's like a lot, I think there's a lot of what you said that we can like really dive into here. Um, because for, uh, first of all, Cliff, are you practicing or are you just doing x-rays now, reading x-rays? Uh, just reading x-rays. Okay, cool. And so like now you have this business where chiropractors from all over the, really all over the world can send you x-rays to, <laughs> to, to read, right? And kind yeah. of be our backup. And so I think there's a couple of things, you know, for students and new doctors that are watching this too, is, you know, you guys are probably aware of what's happening in the profession where they're trying to remove x-ray from chiropractic. And um, I, I'm sure Cliff would agree with me. And I know you would too, John, but I mean, x-ray is an essential part of what I do on a daily basis to... Um, you know, not only hone in on subluxation and the correction of subluxation, because I do chiropractic biophysics. So my whole analysis is that x-ray is the foundation of my entire analysis of what I do with patients, like pre and post x-rays. But also, I can't tell you how many times we've found things on x-ray that prevented injury and safety with the adjustment. So I have a little bit of a different approach when I practice where if I do see something on x-ray that needs to be referred out, we certainly do refer patients out, but we, we treat, I don't want to say, I don't want to say co-treat because it, it's not like really a co-treating um, scenario with patients, but we still start patients immediately under chiropractic care, regardless of what we find on x-ray, because even if they had, even if we found something on x-ray that was that was potentially terminal, we would still get them under regular chiropractic care so that their body can heal and regulate itself to the best of its ability to have the greatest chances of having a strong outcome no matter what the scenario is. But in the same token, I mean, we, I've taken x-rays where I found fractures in people's spines and had we adjusted in that area, it would have been, it would have been a catastrophe. Mm -hmm. So the thought, I don't know about you guys, but the thought of taking x-ray out of chiropractic is like, it, it's, it's damaging in my mind. I agree. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, John. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. You know, it's, it's really, uh, you know, I think we've always known as chiropractors uh, and definitely as, as uh, DAC bars, you know, all my DAC bar friends, we were kind of, uh, I don't know. It's an interesting crowd, uh, by the way, you know, the, the, there's almost specific personality traits I think are only seen in radiologists and in DAC bars. Uh, we can get into that a little bit later. My, my, my own philosophy on it, just to make sure I don't piss off anyone uh, any more than I already have. But uh, yeah, it's very hard to get information out of us sometimes. I'm saying us as a whole. Uh, so, you know, there was, uh, the ACA, the American Chiropractic Association, you know, it, it must be a couple of years ago, maybe more now, you know, they adopted these guidelines called choosing wisely and, and you would, and, and they were, if you're not familiar with them, they're like very medically oriented guidelines uh, regarding x-ray for low back pain. And, 
but you would think there would be, you know, the DAC bars would be somehow involved in the decision-making process to, you know, adopt these guidelines, but, but there's no consultation whatsoever. You know, I'm not saying that, uh, you know, we should be consulted on everything, uh, but this seems to be a, a rather big issue. And, and I would think, uh, I don't know how you guys feel, hopefully you feel the same way. Uh, you know, I would think the, the DAC bar community is, has, you know, has a, a good or, or more, at least a different view uh, on uh, adopting these guidelines versus the, the typical ACA member and, and ACA, you know, hierarchy, uh, you know, whatever it may be. And so uh, I think that, that, that definitely set us off uh, on the wrong foot. And, uh, and there's, you know, there are a bunch of things that, that led up to it uh, as well that we were not really happy with. So, uh, so there's that because we, Typically, well, I don't know. I mean, I speak from my own practice, but I think most DAC bars are very, very similar. You know, we, we read for all chiropractors. You know, I don't care <laughs> who you are as long as, you know, mm -hmm. you have an x-ray and you need help uh, and you'll pay me, you know, I'll, I'll do it. You know, what, what, what's the big deal? Um, well, I will, in all honesty, you know, when I first started, when I was, you know, fresh out of national and fresh out of um I, I did my residency at LACC, which is, you know, very similar in philosophy to, to national. Uh, and then after my residency, I was in a hospital for six months, uh, you know, not because I was ill, but because I was doing a fellowship and, you know, right alongside all, all the medical guys, uh, you know, kind of chum chum shoulder to shoulder. So I was very, you know, medically oriented. And I remember thinking when I was uh, starting out in practice that, you know, I, I might only be able to communicate with, uh, you know, the more ACA guys because I, I knew how to communicate very easily with them and the, the subluxation crowd, you know, or vitalists, you know, whatever you want to call uh, the more philosophically oriented ones. You know, I, I didn't really know how to communicate with, with them. And so I said, well, maybe I'll just limit my practice to, you know, these guys. But, you know... <laughs> And it came down to actually a, a business decision. You know, I'm like, well, you know, these, the ACA guys, they don't take a whole lot of x-rays um, and they, they think they know everything. And so they, they tend not to send me anything or they don't send a lot. And um, the uh, vitalist, vitalist subluxation crowd take lots of x-rays and they, I find they, they like to stay in their lane. You know, they, they know what they do uh, and they do it well. Uh, and they have no qualms about sending it out as long as I'm, you know, nice to them. And so I'm like, I think, you know, I, I think I'm a nice guy. I, I, can, I can get along with that. And so that's how it started. So it, it's, it's been a rough patch for me and a, a learning process uh, for me, but I think it helps a lot of people. I think it helps a lot of patients. I think it helps uh, a lot of chiropractors. And um, I don't like to say that I, I'm not that cheap, but I think I'm a reasonably priced uh, uh, provider. So, you know, like we can provide a, a good service that's, that's reasonably priced to, uh, to the average Cairo too. Uh, I, I forget what your question was now. I kind of off on a tangent. I apologize. <laughs> but what did you ask? Oh, I don't even remember who asked it. Was it, was it you, John, or? I think Nicole did, but I don't remember what it was. I'm sure you answered it because uh, that was uh uh, I'm, I'm sure you did. Um, okay. <laughs> I think I made, on that. Yeah, I think I just made more of a statement of the importance of taking x-rays, you know, no matter who oh, you yeah, are, whether right. you're 
you know, vitalistic or, you know, anytime you're manipulating the spine, I think you should be able to see what you're, what you're moving. And if there's anything there that you should not be moving, like a fracture or tumor. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or even like a a block vertebra, right? We, we, we hardly ever know if it's there just from palpating, right? Uh, I I wouldn't know. I mean, I would consider myself a good, you know, having good palpation skills, but I wouldn't know that unless I saw an x-ray. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I was uh, also going to say, I, I think there's a, uh, well, uh, so, f- you know, for the ACA, I, I hate to call them ACA guys. I don't know what else uh, to call them. I'll call them a more medically oriented uh, chiropractors, you know, so, so they tend to use, you know, more uh, treatment uh, things, you know, they don't, adjustment is just like one other thing that they do. They do whatever, PT stuff, exercise, uh, I don't know, a whole bunch of other things. And, and so I think that's why uh, they don't use x-ray as often. They don't need it in their practice to get patients better. Uh, they, they do all these other things. Uh, whereas, you know, uh, the substrates, that's another term, you know, your treatment, you know, especially Nicole, you know, for CBP, you know, you, you have to have x-ray to, to determine yeah. what, what you're going to do. You know, it's very specific to, uh, to the management and, and treatment plan. And, you know, so why not, you know, take an x-ray and, and why not take a re-x-ray in, in six months just to make sure, you know, things are going the way that, that they're planned. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I, I think the, the uh, problem comes because a lot of people think that x-rays are bad for you. And, and I think, I don't know whose fault it is. Uh, I mean, it's easy to blame, you know, entities like a big school, like, oh, let's just blame the uh, CCE, you know, the Council on Chiropractic Education, you know, they, they made x-rays look bad and radiation is bad. And uh, I agree, you know, a, a short uh, answer would be, oh yeah, okay, radiation is bad. But I think if you look at the details, like the amounts of radiation that we get for all imaging procedures is considered low, you know, mm-hmm. under a hundred millisieverts. They've, they've had multiple papers out there looking at low levels of radiation and their harmful effects. And they're really, I don't want to say there's none, there's almost none. Mm-hmm. And, and then even if you look at x-ray within the diagnostic imaging, you know, realm of things, it's, it's on the very low end of radiation exposure. So, mm-hmm. uh, so I think if you know that, then, you know, you, you can, be a little bit more open to, to taking x-rays, even when it's you know, clearly not indicated by, you know, these choosing wisely uh, guidelines, for example. Yeah. So it just, you know, I go by, you know, in a nutshell, you know, chiropractor preference. If you feel it's necessary to, uh, you know, to determine your treatment, to get the patient better, then you order the x-ray, you take the x-ray. If it's not, then, then you don't, but, but don't, you know, tell, tell the, the other chiropractor down the street what to do, you know, because that's just what they do. That's their preference. Right. And, you know, so uh, I don't know. I, I think it's not the popular opinion with uh, the extremes on, on both sides of our profession, but uh, I think it, it works for me. You know, it makes sense to me. And, and that's, that's what I go by. Yeah. I have a, yeah, so I have a story. Is it okay if I share a story? Oh, Don, yeah. Sorry, is it okay I'm... if I take time to share a story? Please do. Because I think that this is just so relevant. And now and now that we have a, 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 a what do you call yourself? A radio, radiologist, oh, uh, Dakar? 
Yeah, a chiropractic radiologist or a DAC bar. DAC bar, I mean, really only chiropractors know what it is. So uh, if I'm telling someone else not in the chiropractic, I say I'm a chiropractic radiologist just so they don't mess me up. You know, they don't think I'm a medical radiologist because uh, I don't want to be one of those, but uh, you could call me a chiropractic radiologist. Okay. I'm just kidding. No, but this is a true story. So one day my best friend, my, 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 my good friend has three kids. And um, one day she calls me up and she's like, she's like, yeah, she's like, I think um, my son needs to come down and see you. And she's about like, she lives in about like 35 minutes, 40 minutes north of, of me in my practice. She's like, I think my son needs to come down and, and see you. And she's, she's, her son is a pitcher, a, a pitcher for baseball. Mm. And his arm was going up. And she oh. just thought that, she just figured he had an impingement from being a pitcher. And I said to her, I go, you know what, how I go, I'd be more than happy to take care of him. But I said, why don't you, if he doesn't need chiropractic care, why don't you just take him to somebody closer? I go, I got a really good friend, <coughs> another CBP doctor that practices right in your town. And I really trust her. And my girlfriend said, okay, that's fine. And she took her to my friend who's a CBP doctor. So of course, you know, she was looking the doctor, the, the chiropractor was looking for structure mm -hmm. and subluxations, took an x-ray of him and he had a tumor in his neck. Mm. And wow. that's what was causing the numbness. Oh, so, wow. I mean, if you had a chiropractor that was manually adjusting the spine and didn't pick that, didn't take an x-ray and didn't pick that up, I would imagine that there would be a good chance of, you know, partially severing the spinal cord with the adjustment. Yeah, could you be. Know? Wow. And... And so I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying that, you know, I'm not putting people down who don't take x-rays by any means, but I'm also saying that the, the importance of, of, we're doctors. And I think as chiropractors, we forget we're fucking doctors, you know, and, and you're responsible for the adjustment that you get. Yeah. And um, thank God, thank God, I, thank God, I, you know, I sent my friend to, a chiropractor that I knew would do the right thing. Sorry about the yeah. F-bomb, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's your uh, your uninhibited expression of how you feel. So it could not be more accurate. <laughs> yeah. and, and that's why, Cliff, what you do is so important because there's a lot of people who send out for x-rays, which is great because then you have a radiologist looking at the films there. But if you're taking films in your office, it's your expertise looking at this and if you have a question, you are like another level of expertise. You're like as, as high as it goes. Why wouldn't you send the x-rays to you to not just, you know, say, oh, I just want to cover my ass, but to give the patient the best care possible and avoid doing something you shouldn't do or not doing something you should do because the service is there. I mean, it's amazing in this day and age that we could do that. I mean, are, are x-rays sent digitally to you? So it's, I mean, yeah. how do you... How does your service work? It's, uh, you know, it's funny you bring that up. You know, it's so easy now. Um, I mean, I'm, you know, Nicole and I, I guess we, we, we graduated about the same time. You know, when we graduated, it was, everyone had regular film x-ray, right? Yeah, Hard copy x-rays. the tank and... And, uh, yeah, you know, I, I took stuff by mail. I, you know, I had to go to the post office because I didn't want to mm -hmm. give out my home address. And, you know, it was... That's what just that's just what we did, 
and so when digital came along i'm like oh this this could be a game changer for radiology and for me and so now you know we're like uh i don't know i'd have to look at my numbers but we're at least 95 percent digital now um i still have film <coughs> you know i have uh i don't know you can't but i have view boxes over here look i even have I have x-rays, you know, right here that, that I still get. Look at that. <laughs> in the mail. I, I charge more for them now. So, you know, if there's any, any of your <laughs> listeners out there, we, we kind of don't want to take a hard copy x-ray because it takes us extra time and effort. Uh, we would much rather read it digitally. Um, and uh, another way it's changed for the better is that our turnaround time has to be faster. You know, but before with mail, you know, yeah, it take two or three days to get to you, um, two or three days to get you know mail them back to to the chiropractor, and so you kind of had a few days to kind of hum and haw over things. Mm -hmm. But now with digital, you know, you know when it's it's on my desktop, it, we get it within five minutes of you sending it. Uh, typically, you know, depending on various technical factors, but right. it's super easy. It uh, we have several uh, levels of, of sending options in, but the, the top three or four levels, it, it really only takes about three seconds, like two or three mouse clicks. Uh, this is assuming you have, you know, your own x-ray in your office and, mm -hmm. uh, that's, that's the time commitment in, in sending an x-ray mm -hmm. over and, and our turnaround time is next business day, uh, wow. which is, I think is standard for, uh, you know, most, uh, practices now. And uh, I think that's, you know, I tell all our associates, you know, I, you know, these are the two big things, you know, you got to do a good job, you know, you got to make all the findings, be objective, be thorough, pretend, you, you, you know, you're going to be on the, uh, you're going to be testifying and there's going to be a bunch of smart people on the other end asking you questions mm -hmm. about it. And you better be able to, you know, uh, substantiate or, or verify everything you have in your report. Uh, so do that. And then number two, it's got to be quick. You know, I, I want it done, you know, within 18 hours or by end of next business day at the very latest and uh, everything else, you know, is kind of a, a less important to us. And I think it, it works well and it, in not just in the business sense, but I think for uh, clinical relevance, right. It, it helps uh, your patients get the results faster. Uh, so you can have a better, uh, you know, report of findings on your next visit something like that. We even do, you know, stat or, or rush requests, you know, and it doesn't happen very often, but, you know, we could do same day stuff too. We charge a little extra, but um, it's all in the vein of providing, you know, I think better, a better customer experience, better customer uh, care uh, for your patients. And that turnaround time is amazing because I don't have this extra facilities in my office. I have a place right down the street I send and if there's something critical they find, they will call me right away. But otherwise, mm. I'll have to wait for the patient to bring in the disc on the next visit. And it may be two or three days before I get the report facts. So your turnaround time oh, really? is incredible. Oh, so that's wow. Fantastic. That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah, I didn't know that. I thought everyone was uh, <laughs> next business day. <laughs> no, right. so that's really great. That's a, a huge resource. Now, do you ever get chiropractors who have taken somebody sent out for x-rays from a facility gotten the disc back with the report and say you know what i want a second opinion on this and sent it to you yeah we, we get those too um you know so those require uh, for us a, a little bit more manhandling because it's you know how do you get the cd over to us or right or if you have if you only have online access you know how, how do you get 
those images mm-hmm. over to us. So, right. so we can, we can handle all, all of that as well. Uh, but we get, yeah, plenty of those as well. Uh, like, oh, you know, I don't agree with the report, you know, or, uh, or it's a personal injury case, for example. And, oh, you know, I really don't like the report. They, they made it sound like everything is chronic and degenerative, which it may be, but, you know, they just want to be sure uh, that that's uh, what should be on the report. So we, we do plenty of second opinions that way as well. That's great. And do you get a lot of cases where somebody will send you a film and you say, you know, based on what you've sent me, I need you to take another film so I can get another view to really get a better view of what we're finding here? Or are people pretty thorough with their x-rays? Oh, for the most part, pretty thorough. I mean, uh, you know, there's, we only, you know, I don't know, we we all have different ways of doing it. You know, we have uh, about 10 uh, or 11 associates uh, they're all part-time you know they, they all have their own full-time gig somewhere else mm-hmm. uh and i find that we we have different levels of, of recommending things I, I tend not to recommend things um you know most of my younger associates uh, i think i feel like they recommend too much uh but i don't know it's it's just a, it's like a fine balance so you know why you know i think the chiropractor would know that you know i i kind of <laughs> place the onus on on the chiropractor i mean i think that they know and you know if it's obvious that they'll, they'll just take another view or something um so uh i do recommend you know if it's if it's not if i feel like it's not obvious so uh, you know i don't know if i see like a sus- suspicious finding on the uh, ap cervical view and i see something in in the lung apex you know where you know you could could you do another cervical view yeah you could but it'd probably be better if you did a, a chest x-ray uh, might be even better if you get a chest ct scan uh, but you know you know that kind of i would say is dependent on other factors you know if they have a cough they have a you know they're coughing up blood okay yeah <laughs> okay you should probably get a chest ct if right they're asymptomatic they're young okay maybe you don't even need a chest x-ray maybe you know you can just ignore it and kind of monitor it for now and see if anything happens if nothing then you don't even need a chest x-ray right so um so yeah we usually i mean we call we call our practice a consultation service and you know i always tell my docs you know you can call me anytime I might not pick up right away, but I always get, I always get back to you. I always reply to your email uh, or text or, or phone call uh, if you need like any additional help in trying to manage this case. So we most of the X-rays we get, you know, we we don't have any kind of history or clinical findings, okay. so we kind of have to. Sometimes we do have to recommend things because we don't know if there's a history of trauma. We don't even know if they have pain or not, and so uh, having that additional information helps. Um, and so, you know, if they need to call to consult on, on a case, you know, we're always available to do that. And this, I mean, not to keep saying it, but the service is, I think, something that is so needed because Nicole and I always talk about how, you know, if you're seeing somebody in practice and you're just not maybe getting the uh, results, the changes you want to see, to don't refer them to a, an MD, but refer them to another chiropractor. And here, we can now take our x-rays and do the same thing instead of saying send it to a medical radiologist or sending it to a hospital or something like that we could send it to you who you know it's keeping it in the profession which in most cases it should be and then if you look at it and say well you know what this needs to go out well great but i like being able to keep it kind of in our community because we all kind of have sort of a, a way we think and the way we operate and why wouldn't you you know, why would I send it to somebody else when there's somebody like you 
in the profession who does it. I'd rather pay you to do it than go out of the profession. So I think that's great. Thank you. Yeah, I agree. And uh, yeah, you're right. Sometimes e even when there's a, a clear indication to send to someone else, you know, I'll usually, you know, you know, I, I don't know that that's when a phone conversation helps, you know, who do you have around you that, that you trust? You know, do you have a, a spine surgeon that, that you like and you have experience with that you trust? Oh, you don't, you know, okay, then maybe, uh, you know, we have these chiropractic specialists, like chiropractic neurologists, you know, these guys are insane. I don't know if you guys know about these guys, but they're almost crazy. You know, I don't know, you know, they do some amazing things and I would much rather the, the, the patient go see them. Hopefully it'll get fixed and, you know, best case scenario, they, they send them back to you. Uh, rather than, you know, going straight to a, a spine surgeon and mm -hmm. where, especially if you don't trust them, you may never see them again. Right. And, um, you know, so, yeah, so I, yeah, I, I strongly agree, you know, try to keep it in a profession as, as much as possible. You know, sometimes, you know, it's, it's clear, okay, you know, they, they don't belong anywhere near a chiropractor's office and, you know, you got to get them out of there, <coughs> but that's, you know, that's pretty uncommon, pretty rare. Yeah. All right, well, we are getting towards the end of our session. So, John, is it okay if we ask our last question? Oh, yeah, our, one of our favorites. Our oh, favorite. No. Okay, <laughs> I'm ready. All right, so, Cliff, if you could, if you had a chiropractic student sitting in front of you right now, what would be the one piece, you only have one, one piece of advice you would give that student? Ooh. One piece of advice, uh, you know, I'm going to say that it's about people mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, relationships. And because I think that not only would be good for chiropractic and, and your practice business-wise, uh, but I think on a personal level too, you know, I, I unfortunately, I didn't know this until I was, you know, way past graduation, you know, <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I regret it. I regret not having formed uh, these personal relationships with people that I lived with, that I, you know, ate meals with all the time. It was, it was very, like I mentioned before, I lived in a very pedantic, that, that's the word I was looking for earlier, household, where it was just very task oriented. You know, you went to school, your job was to study and get good grades. Uh, you know, you don't fool around. You don't mess around. You don't work because work would detract you from your studies. Uh, but in so doing, I think I, I missed the, you know, the relational aspect uh, with people. And, um, you know, I, I just found that out within the past, you know, 10 or 15 years or so. So I'm a little bit late to the game. So uh, I hope, you know, that the typical Cairo graduate would know that already, but I, I don't know, you know, I didn't know. So I, I'm sure there's, there's gotta be at least a couple others out there like me that, that had no idea. That's great advice. It's awesome advice. I love it. <laughs> How fun is it to have relationships? Isn't that so fun? It's amazing. They make life. It's, it's amazing. It's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I mean, that's like a whole nother, uh, hour we could talk about yeah. for, for days, but yeah, I'm constantly finding new things about myself, uh, my son, you know, my wife that I did not know existed in people before. So <laughs> it's, it's, it's been a journey and we're still journeying. 
that's awesome. and it will be to the end yeah it will be yeah <laughs> always a learning process yes well cliff thank you so much for sharing your time with us uh we'd love to include your contact information um so students can reach out to you uh people can use your services uh can we get that information from you offline and then we'll sure. put it into the great thank you of course of course oh you know uh, if it's okay i'd like to uh promote a, a weekend seminar that I'm sure. hosting. It's, uh, we didn't get into this, but I love uh, the outdoors, particularly downhill skiing. And I provide continuing education. Oh, maybe you should come. So <laughs> I, I do a, a, a chiropractic CE weekend at Mammoth Mountain, which is uh, well, one of our bigger mountains out here in California. Okay. And so it's a, it's a weekend. We get 12 hours of CE. And uh, none of our courses or classes sessions are between nine and four during the day. So we, we meet early in the morning or we meet late in the afternoon. I provide breakfast, uh, dinner, sometimes snacks. And so the goal is to get your CE, uh, have a ski trip, make it a, a, a qualified business expense uh, and do it all in one weekend. So that's, uh, awesome. that's uh, Nice. At Mammoth Mountain, April 1, 2, 3, 2022. Hopefully we won't get shut down, but <laughs> would, even if we do, I'm, I think I'm still going to go there and ski that weekend. So uh, why not? Yeah. So well, good. We'll include that information as well. That's All right. Great. Thank you. Awesome. Much appreciated. Thank your, thanks for your time, Cliff. Yeah. Thank you very, very much. You're welcome. Thank you. Nice to meet you guys. And uh, thanks for having me. It's been fun as usual. <laughs> Yes. Awesome. All right. All right. Cliff, just hang on for a sec. Hang on.